All right, guys. Three bucks. One day. One day same tree. Same tree. Oh my God, I'm so Woo! Oh, holy shit! <laughs> Get a shot of these. Two farms this year. Number one is done. Did you say bye, Kevin? I did. I already did. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Smoke it, buddy. Look at that. You destroyed it. The shop is closing up. Make sure he takes all his right handlers. Okay, we're starting. This is the Deer Shop Podcast, and today we are talking about our Utah archery hunt. I am joined by Dylan Horner and Matt Spaniel. They were the guys that went on the hunt with me, and they are also podcast newbies. First time. Yeah. I've done it about three times, and they've done it about zero times. <laughs> so we're going to start talking about our long hunt in Utah. Uh, just a preference, it was a early season general unit archery mule deer hunt in a state that none of us have ever hunted in. It was a pretty low point draw. It was a general unit, so we, we could draw it with, I think we had one point combined. Yeah. And uh, that's You actually had it, because me and Spanny did not have yeah. single yeah. points. Have so we drew the unit with a third of a point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it looks like that unit's going to take a little bit more points to draw if we go back, which I think we're planning to go back next year. Yeah, I I would be down, unless Montana goes good. Yeah, that's so. where we're going this fall, but we'll talk about that in a later podcast. But I'm going to start with uh, the prep work that went into why we decided on this hunt. So Dylan wanted to hunt some velvet mule deer. And this is pretty much what we settled on. Yeah. Well, it was either that or Nebraska, and we weren't going back to Nebraska. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have very much luck the year before. No. Yeah, <laughs> if you look back at our past videos, we went to Nebraska, so two years ago now in 2021. This hunt was in 2022, and we had a bad time. It was fun. We, I mean, we walked, what, 70 miles in six days or so? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Put a lot of miles on the boots and did not. Seen some deer, seen some really good deer, just all private and couldn't couldn't get permission or a lot of public land a lot of people were hunting so yeah we saw one shooter mule deer the whole time on the first day first day in the first hour and if we were paying attention probably could have killed him too because we came up over the hill and he was bedded down yeah and he was <laughs> in a area of super high pressure mm-hmm. it's like the only public land around and if anybody's hunted for mule deer in nebraska they've probably hunted on that plot of land before yeah so we thought that was pretty cool right in the beginning that we saw a buck that was a shooter, but then hopes were high. Hopes were high, and they were uh, demolished. Yep. But we won't spend too much time on the Nebraska trip. <laughs> That's why we decided to go to Utah, because Nebraska was so crappy. <laughs> and we had some uh, local knowledge on the ground. Uh, one of A buddy of a buddy, basically, Nate Lewis, kind of leaned us towards his home unit. And that's what we decided to do. We did did a bunch of research, and this is the unit we settled on. Uh, let's see. Our tags. We already talked about our tags. Those were a general unit tag, and they were pretty expensive. So we're thinking maybe that was a reason why we didn't see as many people as we imagined. I guess Utah is more expensive than other states out west. Yeah, we, we had... 
when we first, well, you were there first, but on the day before opening day, there was probably, what, three trucks at the trailhead, but they went up another way. We were the only ones going up where we wanted to go up. So so basically the way the trip went, we did a whole bunch of e-scouting before we went, and that kind of got thrown out the window right away. It did. Because we were inexperienced with e-scouting, and we were kind of looking at a much bigger picture than we thought. Yeah. So we had some points picked out we're like oh yeah we can go up there and glass and hunt for five days (laughs) turns out that was at the top of a very large mountain yeah that almost was impossible to get to because there was no water yeah so once we actually got boots on the ground me and dylan we drove out separate so my drive was long over two days i was able to get there the second day of the drive and actually do some scouting and i was there a day ahead of dylan yeah i showed up I think I made it to Wyoming and then had a four-hour drive the next day, I think. So I got there at like noon or so by the time I stopped and went to a different area that I scouted. And it was not anything what you look like or what it looked like on maps. It was just saw three does and went to the top and went over the top where I thought it was, you know, a lot of brush or and it was just rolling hills of nothing. And I was like, well... This is not a good spot. Yeah, we were hoping for like the Colorado-esque, like high, not high desert, but high alpine with some trees and some sagebrush and places where we can stalk and we could get on some deer and some level ground. But where Dylan was the first couple of days was basically a sage desert. Yeah, there was some deer in there, a lot of antelope in that area down the flats, but there was some deer and it was, it was almost like a, it reminded me of like a Texas mesquite brush because mm-hmm. it was so thick and just... Little pine trees, but a lot of real thick underbrush and a lot of stuff you couldn't really get through. No, yeah, you couldn't glass it. I mean, if you saw a deer, it was in an opening that was three foot wide, and that by the time you got your binos on him or spotter, it was he was gone. Yeah, the unit was super diverse. I had a little bit of a different story where I went in. It was it was steep, and I was actually able to find some water, but where I found water was low, and it looked like. Lots of cattle was there, lots of elk were there, and lots of pressure was there. So I kind of, I went up higher and wanted to focus more on the alpine type. But we come to find out that there's just no water up there. Yeah. So it makes it pretty much impossible to stay for more than a few days. Yeah. That's basically how the scouting went prior to the season. I would go in for a day, run out of water, come back down. I only saw small bucks and some does and a whole bunch of elk in my scouting adventures on the first couple days and dylan like you said he saw a couple small deer and a bunch of antelope so that was the first three days of our hunt which looking back maybe we would have cut that to one or two days because we we wore ourselves out yeah just scouting yeah i i don't think it's necessary to it's necessary to scout but to do as much as we did before we started hunting it it was did not help us at all yeah from coming from i think it was 1750 miles away so we drove for two days hard scouted for three days hard and then on the fifth day that's when the hunt started yeah the fifth or sixth day yeah so by the time the hunt came around we were pretty well wiped out so the evening before the hunt we picked matt up that morning from the airport and then we decided to just as dylan hates bomb in Let's let's go back before the whole bomb in. Yeah, what do you we, got? Uh, we went to Panda Express. 
Mm. and ate a <laughs> giant meal and they decided we were going to go walk to the top of this mountain. Yes. So, just massive. So Dylan loves Panda Express and he wanted his uh, last supper per se, <laughs> which in hindsight was a terrible but awesome idea. Yeah. Tasted great. It was. Yeah, it did Until not you had to walk good. to the top of the mountain yeah, with felt like a log. 70 pounds on your back. <laughs> yeah, because our, our conditions on this trip were... 90s during the day and it probably got down into the 50s at night yeah sometimes into the 40s but during the day that sun it was just beating down yeah it is a little bit i mean the heat right now here is hot this and is humid yeah if you're but, watching the video you can tell we are sweating yeah. like mad but out there it wasn't as hot as you would think there's usually quite a bit of a breeze it seemed like so i didn't think it was horrible and we'll, we'll talk about that breeze here yeah. in a minute <laughs> but anyways uh Last day before the season, we decided to head up the mountain. We probably gained 2,000 feet of elevation from the trucks, and we mm-hmm. were nowhere near the top of this mountain. No. We were probably about halfway up. We started at, I remember, 6,600 is where we parked the truck, and we camped at 8,500, and the top was 10. Yeah. Or yeah. 10 two, I think. So we were a little bit a little bit higher than halfway up. Yeah. Which for us Flatlanders was tough. Even though when we were looking at the maps, we're like, oh, yeah, we can get to the top and camp. You look at maps around here in Ohio, and it's like, yeah, we can get to that. You look out there, and it's... It's a total different ballgame. It's rough. And we put some prep into it, too, prior to going out. It's not like we just kind of, like, oh, we're going to do this and head out there. We, I mean, we... We Well, I I did not do a lot of prep to be honest. (laughs) I did did a lot. I I only did a lot of leg workouts and stuff. I did not do much cardio. Um, Summer's... A, lot, a really big busy season for my work so finding time and doing things on the weekend was hard for me and then um getting that in was was tough but it didn't seem to phase me too much other than just yeah you know, we never really had too much issues with the with the physical like leg leg work aspect yeah. of it as spanny will tell in a minute he kind of had some other issues <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to those once the hunt started but uh, put this into preference, our, we started this last day before the season. We found a good place to camp, and immediately we started glassing bucks. Yeah. Lots of bucks. Yeah, we get up there, and it was the first evening, right? Yeah. We got up first there right evening, before dark. and day before the season, so this would have been Friday. Yeah, and we're sitting there. We, we watched probably five shooters come out, I would say, you know, over 130, 140. Yeah. We saw that first one, and we're like, oh, yeah. yeah, we're on. <laughs> it was a big... I think it was a it was a four by four. It was real narrow, but yeah. real tall, by himself. And then we saw a group of big old bucks. Yeah. And then we saw the elk. Yeah. Was that the first night? Yeah. Was it? And holy crap, the elk! Yeah. I don't is... think we hunt. I think we got up there and then two. stayed a night. Oh, two, and then this we is two couldn't. Days before yeah, because remember we had that guy that came up. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. So I we had one night of glassing before the season. Yeah, yeah. So this was actually two days before the season. We did all this classing, saw all these bucks, and we decided this is where we were going to hunt for opening day. Yeah. So we had all. That's right. We had the whole next day to hike back down, get water, get food, get our hunting equipment, our bows and stuff. We already had camp set, so that made it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And so, do we see the elk the day before the season or the same day? I don't the deer? remember. I thought it was the same day as the deer because we were sitting there watching them, and I think they yeah. came out, and we were like, because we were watching that, and then that elk came out from like right yeah. under us. Yeah, so we're watching these deer yeah. and this elk. If I zoom in on the video, he's a eight by seven. Yeah, monster with elk with huge flyers coming off both sides. 
the one side of the flyer he is, forks he is out. World class. I mean, yeah. I don't elk hunt, and I've never been elk hunting, but I've seen a lot of big elk, and you know, Park's been to Yellowstone and Rocky Mountain National Park, and he, I think he dwarfed all most of them. I yeah, mean, he was definitely upper three hundreds. I don't think he was four hundred, but we're also yeah. not expert scorers. In the time yeah. we're thought like, oh man, this is a four hundred and twenty inch bull. Yeah, I don't think he was that big, but he was pushing three eighty. Yeah, I would he was say big, big frame, big mature flyers. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much every, everything you could want from elk hunting. Obviously, we didn't have elk tags for this unit, so we could just watch him and film him. I got some real cool video of him. Yeah, yeah. would have been great if we could have. He was <laughs> yeah. a he couple velvet, hundred yards from velvet camp. coming off his horn still, and there was, was two awesome. of them too. We could. I mean, both those bucks were. We could have made nice. such a nice move on them too. <laughs> oh yeah, they were. They were down in this little like yeah. kind of like depression little saddle. It would have been no problem. And we'll come to yeah. find out later that night we just heard a bugling all night long. Yeah. They bugled the all night. Which, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool thing to hear. It sounds like they destroy everything as they come yeah. through the woods. Yes. It's mm-hmm. insane just to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that they can survive up there without the water. Yeah. Well, so obviously, there's water somewhere. Well, there was water. We found it. A little bit Lay- lower. Down. Lower. But, but we was, didn't know about it. We yet. didn't know about it until, was it before you shot your deer? Yeah, it was like a couple yeah. days into the hunt. Yeah. That's so when we went adventuring. My, my whole <laughs> sickness. Yeah. Yeah. So that was two days before the hunt. Uh, we spent the first night up there. Matt started to feel kind of sick right away. Uh, it was like day two. That we well, there. no, we went. Because we hunted the, that the day. The first day, I think we I, we decided to go up. Because after we seen all those bucks, we said we need to go up and get up there. We left at probably 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But before that, we hiked back down to the trucks, got all our hunting stuff, ran into a local. Oh, yeah. Who was taking water up. Taking water up and over. Yeah, so this guy had a muzzleloader tag, and he told us he was taking water up, up and over the top to uh, have for his week-long muzzleloader hunt later in the year. And he went right through where we glassed all these deer. So that was kind of a a ball buster. Yeah. Yeah. He 100% knew exactly where these deer were, too, because he he said he hunted there. Yep. Numerous times there, he shot nice bucks out of there, yeah. and he walked straight through. <laughs> and that looked like the perfect saddle. Like yeah. That's the only place you're getting up over the top with how steep it is. Yeah. But we went back down to the trucks, got our bows, and got more uh, water. Started got more walking. water. <laughs> then we started hunting. And uh, I don't know if we encountered the wind that night. The Dylan, first night. Yeah, Dylan can tell us about the wind a little bit. No. It was... I was scared of my life. <laughs> Dylan was terrified of the wind. But you couldn't, I mean, you're sitting there sleeping in your tent, and you just hear this whirling coming, and it's, you know, you don't think anything of it, then all of a sudden it hits you, and I, I'd probably say 70 mile an hour yeah, winds. Yeah, I don't, I don't know least. how fast it was, but we were camped in a little depression in some pine trees. We were all in, like, little solo one- to two-man tents, and we basically had to sit up in our tents and hold onto the poles yeah. to keep them from blowing away. And we were in the trees. Yeah. Yeah, it was not. And you could, I, I think I was screaming almost as loud as I could just to talk to you guys because it was yeah. so loud. Yeah, it was the middle of the night and we're all yeah. talking to each other because there's no way we could sleep when our yeah. tents were going to take off. I've never experienced that. And it was because it came out of nowhere. And it came over top of the mountain you. and you hear it coming. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was terrifying. It's like, like a freight a, train yeah. coming. It was absolutely terrifying. But anyways, let's get into the hunting aspect of it. Uh, day one, we had big plans. Yeah, we did. We were going to climb to the top and go after those deer that we glassed yeah. a couple days before. Yeah, we didn't have um, 
without being up there, we, we should have, in hindsight, we should have went up the next day after daylight and yeah. scouted it first and, and looked for a route to go up because we started going up this cliff yeah, our, in, our inexperience in the mountains, we basically looked, looked at the topo maps, uh, woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning and started hiking in the dark. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll hike right up this ridge line. Yeah, it looked right just like side. a nice right little there. ridge that you can take all the way up there, and you get up to the, the face of it, and it is, Straight I mean, like up. that, and it's all rock that yeah. just falls out from under you. And we decided to, oh, yeah, we got up there about halfway. Yeah. And then Just started breaking daylight. It took us probably two hours to get up mm-hmm. there. I mean, Al- it would almost, it, almost to the top, but yeah. there was a lot of, we basically got cliffed out and... Started thundering. It started thundering and we storms a, blowing. Oh, well, started looking at our phones and stuff because we did have service, which was nice. Yeah, for once, the most once part. we were way up, we did have yeah. service. And Isaac looked at me and said, "Well, it looks like it's going to thunderstorm." And I was, I was, I was pissed. I did not want to leave. I wanted to keep going up. He was pissed. And but I know I knew it was the executive that, decision to yeah. come down. And the wind we experienced <laughs> the day before. Yeah. If we would experience the wind <laughs> and lightning up yeah. at the top with no cover. Yeah, it would have been a, a bad move, especially yeah. since the local did tell us that the wind gets crazy up there, and you do not want to get caught in a storm. Yeah, and the fact that we really didn't have much of a walkway to get up there where we were no, at either no, when it no really started blowing in, no. we, were, <laughs> we were basically <laughs> rock climbing. Yeah, <laughs> half the way up there, we did it in the dark. Yeah, so that was a, a ball buster for the first day of hunting. We went back I down know. to the tents. Think, slept. Uh, yeah, I think we slept, slept dur- till, during the thunderstorm. Yeah, it, all, it passed over within maybe an hour. Yeah, a couple hours. So. It rained a bunch. It didn't get crazy, though. Yeah, tried taking some naps. Everybody and knows naps are necessary in the backcountry. I don't care yeah. what you say. I can't nap, though. I it's can, so hot like I can, that. I can nap hard. <laughs> but then, basically, we just had a couple more days of hunting, right? Yeah. Yeah, we hunted... Um, I don't think we tried going back up there because the deer, what we come to find out is off the other side, there's people trying to hunt them off the other side of the basin and mm-hmm. we were coming up from the bottom and we didn't, I don't think we seen anything that day. No. Or, or the second you, day or maybe a couple small deer, but all the big deer were gone, just vanished. So you guys went up to the top that second day. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, but we went, we went to the very top because that's when I stayed down. Yeah, but because, that was for the evening, I think. Yeah, the next the next morning, I think we just uh, milled around camp, glassed around. Yeah. So we did see deer that day. Yeah, we saw. And deer. then we went. Me and you went up because that's when you Matt started feeling sick. Um, and I think that's the day you found the water too. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. we we went up to the top and it took <clears> us. <throat> we left at eight o'clock in the morning, I think, or nine, and we got there. Oh no, it was dark. No, when we left the second day. I don't think it. Oh, it was a l- dark because I remember we got to the bottom of the the bottom where we cliffed out, mm-hmm. and it started getting light, and we saw a couple deer jump up. But it took us three, four hours to get all the way to the top. Yeah. By the time we got to the top, it was late morning. Yeah. And there was nothing, nothing yeah. doing. And we saw some other people when we got to the top, kind of further down the ridge. Our, I think our plan was to get up there and glass in there and mm-hmm. see if we can find something bed and make a move on them, but. It was just so thick. It was a couple old burns that we were hunting, and it was so thick that you couldn't couldn't glass, couldn't get a good angle on it. Yeah. We did see a couple of does bedded while we were up there, and then we, we stayed up there all day. The, the terrain was so tough because from where we were looking down below where we were glassing all those deer, it looked just like a grassy hillside. Yeah. But that grassy hillside ended up being 
Rocks. I don't know, 45 degree <laughs> slope, rocks, and then the opposite faces that we couldn't see were all like burnt out mm-hmm. dark timber. So the deer were hanging out in that burnt, burnt out dark timber, coming out into the rocks, and there was no way for us to see them in that yeah. super steep burnt out timber. And then once they came out on the rocks, I don't know how you'd be able to get to them because the the rock sections yeah. were a couple hundred yards wide. Well, when we when we got up there, um, it was midday. Took a took a break, sat there, glass a little bit, and then we kind of made a move. It was probably two three o'clock. We wanted to get set up and ready for the evening. Try and get these deer when they're coming out. Um, thermals were still coming up, so we were weren't worried about that at all. Yeah, they were coming we got, up and going over the top. We got pretty close. I mean, to where they were all coming out, and I don't know if it was us or but yeah, we, we were see we were in an awesome spot deer. where we were glassing deer, and we were just hoping we don't know where they were going to come out of yeah. one of the dark timber areas. We were and, right where all the deer were coming out, like yeah. right. I mean, we were yeah. ranging these trees that we had, you know, we seen all these bucks come right under the day before, um, in the evening. But in that eve, that night before, it was a lot cooler. It was cloudy and this evening or that evening was super sunny and hot. And I just, I don't know if we spooked them or if someone else did from the other side or what. Yeah. And so we're up top and Matt can see where we are from down below. He's probably, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half away Yeah, at this point, pretty much straight down. So Matt was watching us from below. He also went, so, did some adventuring. He did find some water. So that was, which wasn't far from camp. <clears throat> no, it was no, probably half mile, yeah, half so. mile. And it we was an easy go walk on a cattle trail going yeah. all the way around. It was just, you know, side hilled this thing all the way around. And it was a, actually a spring. Yeah. So we did find some water. So that made, that made it so we could stay up there until our food ran out. Yeah. I think we had like five days of food, Yeah, but we didn't really have any luck up at the top that evening. No, we saw some does. The thermal started doing crazy things. So the wind was blowing one way. Our thermals were going up and over, which was good. Then the wind would kind of die down, and it started to get evening, and our thermals were going straight down into those dark timber. So a couple of does. We did see quite a bit of does when we were walking out on the other side. And then it took us just a couple hours to get out too, Mm -hmm. because of how steep. Yeah. Anything you see that you think you can walk, if you're not familiar with it, I mean, you would think it would take. You would think it would have taken us probably. I don't know. If I looked at that and said, eh, we get up there in an hour, maybe yeah. two. No, double it. And yeah, it was everything you had to double. Yeah. The, the terrain was just so large, and we just were not experienced with that kind of thing. Yeah. You have to have sticks. Yeah. It's a must. You oh, yeah. We have to have tracking poles for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But that day, the rest of that day was uneventful. We went back to camp, and the next day we decided to. We went back to where uh, Matt found the water. I think we, yeah, we glassed the morning, glassed the hillside, and didn't see much. No, and that's when we started venturing off later morning. So we were going to try to check out some some smaller basins than the ones we were glassing into. Yep. Yeah. That kind of they were more compact. Their woods was a little bit more spread out, so there was broken timber, and we were hoping we could get closer to deer. And yeah, it it, it pretty much worked. Yeah. This if, is. Where, I think if we would have hunted that side all week. We. Yeah. Probably could have got at least two deer. Yeah. So we all split up, so. and you guys saw a group of bucks, correct? Yeah, you. It was that evening. You hit the water. We went up to that opening. And then you said you're gonna go check the next base, and me mm-hmm. and Matt sat there and watched. Uh, watch this one. And as soon as you left, this one buck came out. Nice, really yep. nice buck. Yep. Either a three by three or four by four. I think that was a three by three initially. Yeah, sitting there milling around, and I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. It was early. It was you know three hours before dark, and I think 
we sat there and watched. He went back in. I was like, you should go up there and get up close to him. And that's when Matt went up there. I was watching him. And then, uh, yeah, they just kind of kept going farther and farther, and it's just so hard to try to yeah. catch up to them at that point. Yeah. And you saw and a pretty then, big buck, too, wasn't it? And was that yeah, the there same, was three. Was that the same there was night? three all together yeah. in that group. So there was a three by three, there was four by four, and the other one was just a smaller. But there was a bunch of does with them, too. Yeah. And they kind of went up that left side that night. Yeah. And that was the same night I shot, correct? Yeah. Mm, I think so. I don't think it was. It was the second night. Third, third night. Yeah, it was that mountain. same night because then we came back to town. Yeah. You took your yeah. deer to the butcher. Uh, so the, that day I separated with them. I went to Basin Over and just kind of did a a glassing sit. I was looking into the bottom plus up one of these basins, and I saw someone walk in the bottom, so that was a little disheartening. But I'm not sure where he went off to. I think he gave up. Yeah, he might have <laughs> gave up. We didn't he might see still him be laying there. Who knows? We didn't see him anywhere. Yeah, he looked like he was coming straight up to us, <laughs> but two basins over from where we were camping at then. We just never saw him again. So we don't – he must have stayed low. He had to have walked miles in from that side where he came from, though. Oh, Unless yeah. he was walking out. Maybe Unless he was, he was getting out. picked up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's possible it, he was walking out. But anyways, I sat there for most of the night. Didn't see much. Filmed some small bucks on the opposite side mountain. So a couple miles away, I filmed some small bucks and a couple does. Then I decided to go on a little bit of a, a hike up the basin. I just walked like a couple hundred yards, left my pack, left my spotting scope, all that, just so I could see further up the basin. And that's when I saw a group of small bucks. There was like two spikes, and then the buck that I ended up shooting. I was able to get down into a ditch, bumped one of the spikes out. I was able to get into this ditch, and the buck that I shot and another real small, like, three-pointer, I think, they were feeding up like in this little flat right by this ditch. So I'm like, oh, I can sneak right up this ditch and it'll be like a 30-yard shot. So I'm sneaking up the ditch. I got my camera, sneaking, sneaking, sneaking. It's real rocky. I make a bunch of noise and I bump them out. But they didn't bump very far and they went up the hill and stopped. And I had a 72 or 74-yard shot. I can't remember. At this, if you're watching the video, you can see just a a decent-sized two-pointer. In velvet, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm taking this shot. His body dwarfed the other one, so I knew he was at least a two-year-old, maybe a three-year-old. I don't know how to age mule deer very, very well. But I took the 72-yard shot and drilled him. Hit him a little bit far back because he took a step. Super far shot, super heavy arrow. It took a while to get there. And I was nervous at first, but after the first couple steps, I could see blood just pouring down his back. And then I saw him just pile up like 40 yards from where I shot him. So at this point, it was getting dark. I didn't have any of my stuff. Yeah. My book bag and stuff was a couple hundred yards down the mountain. And it's hot. So I'm like, oh, I got to go. I'm going to go gut this deer real quick. So I run up there, gut this deer, and go back to get my pack and stuff before I got a hold of them. Finally got a hold of you guys on the GPS, I think. Yeah, yeah. Was, we didn't have service over on that side. We didn't have service, but I remember we started creeping over that way. Um, so it was getting dark and we it was getting dark anything, and so. I, he said he was going to be back at, you know, this time or whatever. And we started just edging over that way. And I think did, did we, we saw like couple. three bucks or yeah, something like nice buck. ones yep. coming through and I tried cutting them off and we didn't end up working out, but then we get, get down there. And I think right after we saw them bucks, that's when you said Isaac, cause he got you on your satellite phone and said yep. that he, uh, shot one. 
and that was it. Yeah, and, and we didn't really know where he was either. No. We just knew what direction he went in. Not we weren't sure how far he went. So yeah. like, the only way we really found him was we got over there and we saw a flashlight and we're like, eh, yeah, hopefully we were, that's him. Not we really positive. Yelling a little bit or trying to mm-hmm. get his attention, and I remember coming around and I was just thinking, you know, if you're gonna hunt something, you're gonna you know wrap a hill and keep going up. You're not gonna want to stay lower. So we just kept going up and up and up, and kind of started getting worried a little bit too because he. Didn't say anything. I was yelling in that whole basin. Couldn't hear him. Yeah. And, yeah, and if anybody knows the the Garmin inreaches is what we use, the little satellite messengers, they're unreliable as heck. Like you'll send a message and sometimes we'll get it in a minute and sometimes it'll take 10 minutes yeah. to send it and 10 minutes for them to receive it. Yeah. Well, they're they're reliable, but for quick communication. Yeah, they, quick communication. Not, not, it's, it's not happening. Yeah. But we should have had radios. Yeah. And Utah, you can, yes. I believe, use radios. Yes. We talked about that. I'm not sure about Montana this year. I don't Thank you, Ken. But it would we'll do some more. It research. wouldn't be a bad idea that it, for that situation to have them. Something happens, turn your radios on at dark so you can get. And I have nice radios that you. I used to use in New Mexico that you can hear. Yeah, so three even miles. If, over even mountains. if we're not using them for hunting and glassing yeah. purposes, we can at least contact each other. Yeah, that would have been smart. But, um, but I didn't even know they were coming, so I was like, I gotta gut this deer. It's super hot. Yeah. So I just I worked on gutting the deer as quickly as I could. And finally, either I got a hold of you guys or I saw you coming with the lights. I saw you because yeah. I, I left him. I, I was, like, running up there, and um, I just kept going, and I seen your light way up there, you know, shining down. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I just started going, and I, I took all my stuff. I think you dropped your pack and your bow or something. Yeah, I dropped all my stuff. Yeah, and then. Um, it's pitch black at this point. Yeah, it, all I saw was your light, and we were going through those rocks and. And but, we we're a couple miles from camp in some nasty terrain. Yeah, it wasn't a horrible walk back though, I because mean, there was bad as there I was thought. pretty much a trail, especially once we got down mostly to the water. downhill too. I mean, once we got downhill, then it was all side hill around. Once we got to a certain point, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, but once we got up there, um, it was awesome. We, you know, he's laying there, he's gotten them, and yeah, I was ordering them out. And I know, then, I know, he's a small buck, but I was pumped. Yeah, it was it was a good experience, um, especially with these guys, but. I remember we were getting up there, and you you just got there, right? And I'm helping Isaac. We're putting meat in bags and stuff. And I, we didn't really mention we mentioned that Matt was getting sick, but we pretty much knew that he had altitude sickness mm-hmm. at yeah, this point, one hundred percent. Yeah. So he was. I was feeling, starting to feel better at this point, but yeah. it knocked me out for a solid day. Yeah. Like we, I didn't do anything. I kind of sat around camp and. Yeah. Well, when we all got up there. <clears throat> putting meat in bags he sat matt sat down and you know me and isaac were sitting on the side hill and he was up here shining light down and you're like you you said there's a kitty cat right there and i'm like what what are you talking about kitty cat he goes i think there's a mountain lion right there and he swears there's eyes you know 20 yards away from us and it's something so we can't confirm or deny yeah but but we it, it makes sense it was you know smelling the guts it was sitting up there for probably an hour now at that point maybe two and the wind was blowing right down there. And, and all we had was our crappy little headlights. Yeah. So 20 yards is about as far as you can yeah. see. And it was a wide set of eyes, he said. And, yeah, you know, sat higher off the ground. Usually, if normal. it was a deer, an elk, or a cow, or anything. And it was, hear, dead, it was dead silent yeah. when it creeped away. Yeah. You the deer you're going to hear in You these couldn't hear anything. So then it kind of set an eerie feeling on us. But, you know, go back to that. The first day of the hunt, a lady got attacked by a mountain lion. Yeah, right on, in that area we were we in. Did, within we a half know. mile. Yeah, we didn't know at the time, but later on, once we finally got back to town, we were talking to our buddy, and he said, hey, do you guys see the article about the lady that got attacked by a mountain lion? We're like, 
No. <laughs> Within a half mile from us. Yeah, come to find really out like she was right in the there. same basin as us. Yeah. The first day of the season, so a couple yeah. days before I shot, she didn't get hurt or anything, but she was hiking next to some brush and a mountain lion like batted her on the leg yeah. or something yeah. and yeah. then ran she off. Beat so, it with her trekking pole. Yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> a attack where she got hurt, yeah. but it, it it she saw it and it did, it yeah. did do So there's sure. there was a lion in the area, so it could have been one, could have not, but we're gonna call it one. We're yeah. gonna call it we saw a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was it was definitely sketchy for yeah. everything to be pitch black and then yeah. you look down there's just a set of eyes staring well, up the I mountain mean, at it you. Smells a gut pile and everything with the wind blowing right down there. It makes sense that it could have been one, but and it was hot. Yeah. yeah. It was it So was those hot. smells were lingering for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, but, packed everything up and... Yeah, that it. was it. We, we came and did what we wanted to do. Yeah. I guess these were our expectations. Our expectations were obviously higher in the beginning. But after a couple of days of the hunt, we were like... Yeah. We were pumped to get a deer on the ground. Yeah. And this was probably, what, fourth day of hunting? Third or fourth. Third or fourth. And we're right in that midweek time. Yeah, I made it back to camp, and I told him it was, this was, oh, we God. made it back to camp at midnight by now. It, I think it was later than Maybe midnight. one in the morning, and I told him, I said, if we shoot a deer, we were cooking a backstrap. <laughs> Matt went to bed. Yeah, and I me still and, wasn't feeling super me and hot. Him, we cooked a, no, it was tenderloin. We cooked tenderloin over a yeah. hot rock. Yeah, so we, we <laughs> dug a hole, <laughs> started the fire with sagebrush, rotten sagebrush, <laughs> and some of the pieces of cow shit, probably. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, which were everywhere. Yeah, we yeah. smoked this backstrap. I brought. Seasonings. I didn't think it was bad. I brought seasonings, and it tasted like ass. I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> it it was the first like, real meat you have in five days. Tasted like it's... smoky sagebrush. Yeah, and I wasted the tenderloins. Yeah. No, we. I ate some of it, but we did eat some of it. Yeah. And it was cool just to try to cook it up there yeah. in the wind. Mm-hmm. More wind, of course. Yeah. I was in my tent trying to figure out how to go home. Yeah. That's like <laughs> looking at how do I fly home? Like, I'm going to have to break the news to these guys that I'm leaving tomorrow and they're going to take me to the airport. And, well, and to be like, fair, Matt went straight from Ohio to the airport, landing in Utah, yeah. and straight up the mountain an hour later yeah, after we, eating a bunch of pancakes. We drove 17 hours or no, 20 something hours. Yeah, it? whatever. 1,700 miles. Yeah, so. 1,700 miles. And, and we started getting, we at least acclimated to the climate a, a little bit. A couple days you of know, scouting. Going through yeah. Wyoming, you're already above because our elevation is what, 900 feet here? Yeah, it's, it's low. Yeah, 600 feet or something. So um, it definitely takes a couple days to get acclimated to it. So, so if you're going to go hunting out west, don't do what Matt did and immediately <laughs> climb yeah. the mountain after getting yeah. off the plane. Take it easy, you know. Unless you really want to feel like shit and not be able to do anything for a couple of days. I mean, so that's what I did. Yeah. Well, then when we went, you know, we went back downtown the next day and, um, yeah, cause we, had, we immediately had to get this deer on yeah. ice. There was no option. And we of, were about out of food and water. Yeah. Well, we had water up there, but we were about out of food anyway. So there was With no, that too, we weren't really sure if it was the food that was making me sick or if it was that altitude. Yeah. I yeah. And, maybe it was a mixture of both. And I'm yeah. like, I need to go get something different. It was also the first time he was eating this freeze dried food, you know, yeah. peak, peak refuels and mountain houses and stuff like that. And it, it wasn't an option for us to stay up there and hunt any longer with that meat because it would no. immediately spoil. And then yeah, we were, we were ready to go to town, came down the next morning. We glassed yeah. a little bit, and did we leave the tents up there? No, we packed everything up. We packed everything. And we weren't sure where we were going to go. Yeah, we so were we either going to go back there or we were going to go on the other side of the water, where kind of by where he killed that deer at. And um, Yeah, we wanted to go back to town to look at the maps to try yeah. to figure out a different well, game. Well, yeah, that's where we met Nate and Cassick and... Yeah, we met. You some, took your deer to a butcher. Met some buddies in town. Whatever. I took my deer to a butcher. We ate some real food, and we stayed in town that night. Do we have panda again? 
I can't remember. Probably. I know we had panda twice. Uh, <laughs> I think we did have panda that day <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> but there's a whole other story with dinner. Oh, where we go? We, we, oh we went to Applebee's. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We stayed at the hotel that night, and that's when we ordered Papa John's. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Dylan, what, what Dylan ordered Papa John's, and he talked to this guy from not anywhere close to here. Yeah. And I went to pick up Papa John's, and I gave him Dylan's name, and they're like, "We don't have an order for that." What did they? What did they put what my name in? Cash Royal. Cash Royal. Cash Royal. I like. I, told I him gave my name the dude Cash Royal. Yeah, I gave the dude like our order, and he's like, "Is that for cash?" And I was like, "I guess I'll pay you cash if I have to." I don't know. And he's like, "No, the name," and I'm like. No, that's not it at all. And it was our same exact order. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. how they mix up Dylan for Cash Royal. Yeah, so we decided well, that's his new it. name. Yeah, Cash Royale. <laughs> so went back to hotel, and then the no shower. Took a shower. Yeah, that was nice. Because six this days point, of no shower. Yeah, at this point it was six. Or Me seven and you were days. on six or six some days, yeah. something like that. Sweaty all day long. Yeah. Oh, so hot! Just like it is in the shop right now. Yeah, but um, then what we do? Uh, we decided after doing some e scouting, getting the laptops out at the hotel, we finally had some internet access that we were going to go to where we were seeing deer. Yeah, and that was pretty much where I shot mine. Yeah. So we did. Went, we, did we go to Nate's that night too? No, you went there earlier on in the day. While I took while my deer we went to the processor. To the processor oh, that's right. Which we got like halfway turned around. Yeah, trying to find that. You took it to Idaho. Almost to Idaho, yeah. yeah, up to the Idaho border, basically. Which yeah. processor was very nice. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah. some guy out of his shop. It was yeah. a legit shop. Well, you did Idaho because you were nice. going up elk hunting after. Yes, yeah, in yeah. Idaho. But so I could pick it up on my way home. Yeah, we got uh, got some panda in us, and we decided to go back. back up. We stayed at the same. We went to the same trailhead, but we kind of hiked away. further down. Yeah, the canyon and up. We went yeah, there's, up where there's I actually an old my... four-wheeler trail that goes up there, a dirt bike trail or something that we went over and went straight up to it, mm-hmm. and we got up there and we camped up in those little camped, pines. We camped near the water yeah. because that was our lifeline. There was yeah. no way to get away from that water. I know a lot of the locals will use horses and take water up for them before the season and stuff like that, but we had no option of doing yeah. that unless we literally wanted to hike up and down the mountain a couple of times to take water, which yeah. we weren't doing that. Which that was about the only thing that really kept us up in the mountains the whole time that we were i mean we would have ran out of water within a day yeah. or two if anybody yeah. knows you can probably carry like two or three days of water if you're carrying your camp and food you're not getting much much more than that yeah so get camp set up that afternoon then did the same thing yeah we basically hunted in the same spots dylan had a cameraman now so i took my big camera up i was filming him yeah and I think was the first day. Is that when you had your encounters? Mm, no, it was when I was there because I watched it. This was all well, the no, first. No, I night. had another encounter with them. That was the night that I shot. Yeah, that you that Isaac was with you because yeah. we split up. No, because I I have a video of that big deer going up the side of that hill. That was the first time. Yeah, that you we saw, saw them you saw this group of deer the first that's right first time. Oh, that's right, that's right. And then me and, me and you went in the rain. It started raining mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. So me and you went to where I shot my deer, yeah. And Matt stayed to where you guys saw that group of bucks, a little bit closer Mostly. to camp, but higher up. Yeah. And what happened? To that? So I was up there, and 
like I was kind of watching where they came out that first night that we saw them. And then there was another area where we saw them like kind of go to. Um, so I'm watching everything and like that night there was a storm or something was kind of blown in and the sky just got like this crazy, crazy orange, yeah, like a burnt we were orange up, color. Yeah, we were getting there. dumped on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were so, hiding under a pine tree. <laughs> yeah. It poured on us. I moved up farther, um, and then the sky just got crazy orange. So it was starting to get dark, and I was like, I'm going to start slowly coming down. Well, I popped out of the woods and looked over, and there's the three bucks that we saw initially that first time we went over there. And the one, I think, was like 65 yards, but they caught me before I saw them, so I couldn't really turn or draw anything. Um, so they kind of moved in closer. They didn't know what I was. Um then they like churned and moved off a little bit. So I was able to draw. Um, I didn't really have a shot. There was a bunch of, there was a tree that fell right there. It was kind of in the way of everything. Um, so he moved up farther. I was able to take a shot. I guessed it was going to be a little bit farther than what it actually was. I was able to range it after I shot. Um, I hit him high. I mean, and then he just kind of took off up the hill. Um, had a little bit of blood, but then it just kind of stopped. And I mean, he looked like he was fine. You could definitely tell it was a high hit. So and looking at the arrow, it kind of looked like he glanced him basically. Yeah. Like the blades open, but there was no blood on the arrow. A little bit of hair on the fletchings or something like that. But yeah, yeah. It looked just like a, a glancing blow. So that was yeah, my I think chance. it just kind of skimmed the, skimmed the top of his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has a big four by four too. Yeah. Uh, if I think was, it was the same one the that I giant. saw that night before and, or a couple of days before, but yeah, we didn't see nothing. I don't think that night. Yeah, me and Dylan didn't see anything besides a bunch of rain and yeah. sleet. Somehow yeah. it was sleeting. Yeah, I don't quite understand it was that. It's Eighty hot. degrees. Yeah, <laughs> but came back, met with Matt, and went back to camp. And yeah, then and I think we just had one or one day left. One two, more day. Two days left. Because the next day I hunted with you, we stayed in the bottom where Matt shot. Because I got a bunch of video of does and stuff like that. Oh, you didn't hunt that day. That was when you were sick. Matt stayed lower, I think. I don't think you... I think you just glassed around at camp. I think I stayed around camp and kind of watched, like, in... Yeah. Like, below where we were. Yeah. Because yeah. we went up there, and we got up there a little bit and just kind of camped out, sat down, and... Yeah, we, we kind of camped under this tree. Saw a bunch of does. Mm-hmm. Saw a little buck. I have a video of a little buck that we saw, but we never saw the group of bigger bucks nope and then and i remember the wind wasn't the wind and the thermals weren't working the way we wanted to Mm-mm. so we couldn't go up high where matt was because the wind was blowing straight into the dark timber where they were betting yeah, but, or where we presumed they were betting so we stayed low and just saw a bunch of does yeah yeah and you then know, we stayed up there all day came that, back down that night thought we were gonna die again the last night wind. was a windstorm. Yeah, another yeah. windstorm. Yeah, that and thing we was had, worse. And we had less coverage this yeah. time. Yeah. We, we were, were a little bit like l- pine trees. A little bit lower on the mountain, but a lot less coverage. And yeah. that wind came through there like I couldn't believe yeah, it. I think it was worse than the first night. Yeah, and it like woke but, you up in the middle of the night. It was like two o'clock, I think, when it hit. Yeah, somewhere in there, and it was just like went until five. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and we got zero sleep stop. tonight. So we had a half a day of hunting left after this, and that windstorm just it wiped us out. We yeah. were done. Well, I I made one last ditch effort. Yeah. You so know, Matt so and Isaac stayed back and chilled at camp basically. Yeah, started cleaning up stuff, and um, I just went super light. Didn't take a pack. Didn't take anything other than my 
bow and binoculars and went up there, went all the way up to the top as far as I can go. And I did see, I, I just still hunted. And I think if we were doing that, if I was doing, one of us were doing that most of the week through those woods, because it seemed like these deer were not used to seeing people. So when you'd kick them out of their beds, they'd stop and look at you mm-hmm. and they wouldn't, you know, bolt off yeah, and run it. Off. And I would say 95% of the deer I kicked up, I could have shot. Every one of them was 30, 40 yards They're in their broadside. they off and look at you. No, dude, they just stood up or they'll like walk around and still look, try and figure out what you are. And then um, I did see a little three by three or a little two, two point maybe. Um, I think I seen two bucks, two smaller bucks that I didn't want to shoot. And then um, saw a lot of does came up over the other side. And, you know, it was, it worked. My plan worked, but um, just didn't see anything big. And then came back down, met those guys. So and by that time we were smoked. Yeah, this was the end of the hunt for us. It was with scouting. It was a week and a half for me and Dylan, and about a week for Matt. Matt had to get, catch a plane the next day, so we were done. Yeah, but I could have. Um, I think if we would have done that still hunting, yeah, a little and, bit more, I think that would have worked a lot. In the next couple of years, we are planning to hopefully go back to this same unit, yeah, I would think. I would. There's been some changes with the unit with elk hunting and blah, 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 but we're hoping to go back again for mule deer hunting. We learned a lot. First, high country mule deer hunting. Yeah, definitely. And if I had any say, if you could, if you found water or if you pack stuff up, I would say go up top. Yeah, go high. So next time we're going to go... Yeah. If we get a chance to go before season, we're going to take water, but we're going to go high right away. Yeah. Or if I we think get we there. Can even camp high. If we, I mean, we know where water is now. Yeah. yeah. We can camp, camp high, camp high and, and come back come down, down to water. water. Yeah. As Either as well, that or if we truck. do get there two or three days early, just spend both those days taking as much water up as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Bust your ass in the beginning yeah. so yeah. you can stay a little bit longer. Yeah. And God, that backside. If we could get to that backside. Yeah, I know. Nobody can access that side. We're packing a lot that's of. That's where all. That's where that local was going. Yep, I think that's what we're gonna try next time. Or we get llamas. Or we take yeah. llamas. Llamas or goats. Goats, goats. will follow us right up that little I mountain. Know. Just carry water. Yeah. Take real food. <laughs> yeah. Tuna packs, some mac and cheese, <laughs> granola bars, steaks. Yeah, but that yeah. was the trip. Uh, Dylan had a long drive home. Uh, Matt had a short flight home. Yeah. And I headed to Utah to elk hunt, which I'm going to talk about that on another podcast, probably the next one. And as this episode airs, the mule deer film that goes along with this, I call it Mountain Muleys, will have aired the day before this podcast drops. So if you haven't seen that yet, go to the Simon Brothers Outdoors YouTube and watch Mountain Muleys. It and should be a good one. Yeah. You see a lot of nice one. bucks. Yeah. It's going to be a long one. Uh, lots of phone scope footage. It tells the whole story, basically the whole story that we just went through in a little bit more detail with a lot of video. Yeah. And if any of you guys are planning on ever doing any of these trips, the only thing I could tell you is if you think you're going to go in a year or two, start buying your stuff now. Yeah. Because don't wait till I the think, last minute to try to buy it. I mean, I, I started buying stuff months, at, no, probably a year in advance. And I, I, I mean, yeah, I spent a lot. four grand. Just Easy. the expense of the backcountry yeah. hunting stuff. You need tents, yeah. all tents, the gear, bag, backpack, mm-hmm. yeah, good boots, boots sleep system, trekking poles. Make sure you get good trekking poles too. Yeah. You learned that lesson. Mine, good, yeah. One of mine snapped in half on the way down. <laughs> yeah. I fell kind of on it. So I mean, maybe yeah. that was the that end ball, of Matt's trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Very much so. Yeah, but 
really good trip. I would definitely 100% go back. It was yep. fun, and yeah. hopefully we can take that, take what we learned there, and do some damage in Montana in a month. Because yeah. it's like exactly a month when we leave. Yeah, and the, the next episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you haven't seen the video yet, go check out Mountain Muleys on the Simon Brothers Outdoors YouTube. This is uh, the Deer Shot Podcast, and we are out. Deuce. Deuces. See, uh...